Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Playing the music you love when you wake up. Alison Curtis with you, Weekend Breakfast Today FM. And as promised, uh, Louise Cooney is joining me now on FaceTime. Very technical. And Louise, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? You are in Sligo at the moment, I believe. I've actually drove to Bundoran to get some coverage. So it's a nice, chilled weekend off. <laughs> so for exploring the West Coast, it's gorgeous. Well, you went swimming recently, according to your Instagram account, in one of my favourite places to go swimming, Mullock Moor. Yes, yeah. So my boyfriend's parents have a mobile home down here. So we try to get down, you know, when the weather gets better. This weekend was gorgeous. I know. I'm quite so. jealous now because I'm, I have that. Anyone who does, you know, sea swimming or lake swimming gets that like craving in their body kind of going, I need to get into the water now. So I'm craving that now for sure. It looked gorgeous yesterday, though. Yeah, no, it's fab. I love it around here. It's just so peaceful. It's a different pace of life. Yeah, no, definitely it is. So, Louise, you have Open Book as a podcast series, series two, on Go Loud. And, I mean, tell us first about it, and then I've got a specific question about the podcast, actually. So tell us about the podcast. So the podcast stemmed from a virtual book club I set up during lockdown. Mm. So we would meet every week on Zoom, we'd read a couple of chapters and we'd just chat. And there was hundreds of people involved. Like by the end of it, we had a couple of thousand followers online and I said, I can't let go of this. You know, I know life has resumed, (laughs) but it's just so nice to have that connection with people. So I said, if we make it into a podcast, it's something that people can listen to on the go. We can still have these conversations. We can still, you know, bring books to people and Mm. those learnings and it's just been amazing it's been a really nice transition and yeah the response has been really good so far we kind of just focus on honest conversations about Mm. life and the stories that really shape it and everybody has a different story so whoever I have on there's always something interesting and different to talk about but the thing is Louise when I was reading about it it's like it is I mean, everybody feels like they, you know, I have a podcast in me. I have a podcast or a podcast idea. And it's a very populated landscape. So for to cut through it and to get something that grabs people, is it's an accomplishment to say the least. Yeah, no, definitely. There, there is a podcast for everything. And I love that, you know, like there is a book for everything. Mm. And I think you just have to find what you're interested in. And maybe it's the guests that, they, that we have on, or maybe it's you just have a general interest in books. You know, there there definitely is something there for, for everyone. Absolutely. And I'm lucky I had that audience there, mm. you know, from lockdown and they were quite engaged. So we've kind of stuck together and kept that community alive. That's nice, isn't it? So you mm. had Louise O'Neill, I adore her. Trisha Lewis as well, I adore her. Mm-hmm. Kathy Kelly, they've all been on the show. Uh, Rosanna Davidson last year, or last series, sorry. And so who can we look forward to for this series? So, so far this series, we've had Rachel Gary who spoke about the loss of her husband at 29 to cancer, which is just devastating. She's got Mm. three girls and hearing about her strength and her story was so inspiring, you know, and she's Mm. just, she's just doing so well for herself. We've had Sarah Knight, who's the New York Times bestselling author of the, um, of of these books. I don't think I can say the name of them on on air. I know them. I know them. Yes. (laughs) And I've also had Greg O'Shea, the Olympian, the Love Island winner, the Limerick native, of course, like myself. And we've had Georgie Crawford most recently. And this week we've got Angela Scanlon coming up. So it's a really wide variety of guests. And everyone has different stories to tell. 
Does Angela yeah, no, talk true. about whether she's been approached for late, late in your podcast? Oh, or no. Oh, yes, we talk about it. We talk about it out on Wednesday. We have a wonderful colleague, and her name is Emer Shannon. She works on Dermot and Dave's show. And she said her boyfriend made a brilliant point. He was like, oh, God, I hope Angela doesn't get it because she, Emer, does quite look like Angela. And he's worried about going out for pints and everyone's stopping them going, are you Angela Scanlon? And she gets it. It's a valid concern. It's a valid concern. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is probably the most watched show in I know. Ireland, right? Exactly. So it's, it's a big one. So listen, Louise, you started your blog in 2014, which actually it's hard to believe like, that that'll be 10 years next year. But mm. again, same question, I suppose, in that, you know, when it comes to content creating and getting a following on various platforms, it, they're, they're very congested places. So again, to kind of grow your Instagram to 220 is remarkable. So what do you, what do you think it is that you're doing that people have latched on to? Do you know what? It's I've, like I'm in the game so long. I started mm. it before it was really influencing as such, and I put that in inverted commas. You know, mm. it was it was me having a love for taking photos, writing. You know, I'd write a blog every week, and really just sharing online and growing a community of almost friends like that you haven't met. You know, yeah. And it, over the years, it's changed. It's definitely changed. It's more kind of social media focused now. And it's, you know, you have to share a lot more. It's mm. video. It's it's all encompassing, you know. But I, I think my audience have grown with me over over the years. And I suppose I focus on what I really started out with, yeah. which is kind of fashion, beauty, lifestyle, bits of travel. And I try and really just give them what, what they're interested in and what they get value from. But like Louise, in fairness, and I'm sure you've been met with this many times in your career, people do roll their eyes when you say, what do you do for a living? And you say influencer mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But... I know for a fact that even on my own Instagram account, if I try to do any small bit of editing or anything somewhat creative that might look presentable, it takes so long and it's a skill that I don't have. And then it makes mm-hmm. me appreciate even more like yourself and other people who I follow, like how much work it goes into putting up a post. Like it is, you need to have an yeah. array of skills and maybe we should stop rolling our eyes at this. <laughs> Well, do you know what? First of all, if people ask me what I do, it's like my most dreaded question because yeah. it's so hard to describe because I do so many different things. Mm. I also have my businesses and stuff as well. But that's not taken away from the fact that, inverted commas, influencing is a large part of what I do. Yeah. But there is so much to it. And I, I suppose when you understand what it is we're actually doing, it's it's not so much influencing. I think we were unlucky with the word that Maybe. was attached to it because I think I understand why people roll their eyes in it and I do too. But at the end of the day, we're creating content that brands can use on their platform, our platform. We're, we're educating people about a product, a service, yeah. whatever it is. And like every industry and every career, there's going to be people who'll do it differently. There are guidelines in place that we're supposed to follow. Do people always follow them in every industry? Mm. No. You know, and like I, I pride myself on doing the best that I can and being my own person and, yeah. you know, you know, like doing the best I can in, in terms of creating the best content that I can and but to make something look slick and pretty and yeah. enticing like that's not easy to do and like as you know all of us who are avid social media users whatever platform it might be on I know I am much more likely to be drawn to an account or to an individual when they have really slick you know that's why I don't have a big following mine's not slick but like when and they have a really slick presentation and the way that they present their content I go oh yes. yeah I like that and it's nice, you know, as well, because the ways that we've been brought up with advertising and marketing, we mm. haven't been able to hold people accountable as such. Like people can reach out to me, ask me these questions, you know, go beyond what they're 
just being shown. Mm. And I mean, I don't, oh, I don't have to reply, but if I want that engaged following and if I want to keep getting the work, the best way to do that is to, to grow a community and answer their questions and yeah. help them. Yeah. You know, it is. It's fascinating because I think about like even when like I was growing up, it wasn't even a thing. Like none of these platforms were a thing. And now I've got mm-hmm. a 12 year old daughter and it's like, well, realistically, she this could be something she ends up doing. And, you, you know, yeah. we have to start thinking about it in a different term and, and considering it more as an occupation. Yeah. But as you say, people need to be obviously held accountable with certain rules and things like that. Yeah, of it course. It is fascinating. It is a pleasure to speak to you. I have been aware of you for quite some time, but our paths have never crossed. So it was a pleasure to have you on the show this morning, Louise. Yeah, thank you so and much. I'm continued success. Tomorrow. Open Book Podcast Season 2. Thanks so much, Louise. Thank you. Bye. 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 Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Playing the music you love when you wake up. Today.